Don't you just love it when you can confidently say that someone has your back? Hi, Dave Lee here, and that's the feeling I have with UCARE. Anytime I call them up with a Medicare question, I know without a doubt that a real person will answer, and they will work through my issues no matter how long it takes, and they won't hang up until I completely understand what's going on. Their people and customer service are second to none, and it's why UCARE has people-powered health plans. Don't hesitate to reach out to UCARE for help. Learn more at UCARE.org slash Medicare. This paid endorsement brought to you by UCARE. Today on my first concert, you know, I, I think about um, a baseball, for example, if, if you ever played baseball at any level as a kid and didn't, you know, just, that first glove was pretty special. Yeah. And a lot of us still have our first gloves, me included. I do too. Do you really? I do. Wow. That's in the garage. I have my first glove. Yeah. We'll, well, have, we'll have to come over and play catch someday with our first catch. gloves. Yeah. But what about an accordion? Did you go through a series of accordions? Yeah, I have um, I have actually three uh, accordions, and uh, my my cousin just gave me another one, and I, yeah, I... I have them all, you know, and we use them sometimes in the shows at Chance. And so no problem, I have the accordion. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Dave here with uh, Davide, our producer, and a very special guest, and Michael Brindisi, who is the artistic director at the Chanhassen dinner theater but there's a lot to michael and his past in philadelphia on the streets i gotta I, there's we're gonna lead with that because i gotta talk about that as well currently directing uh, jersey boys at the chan and dinner theaters we'll tell you more about that in a minute our thanks to aquarius home services.com for making it all possible we're in their studios today chan hassan dt.com propane.com a lot of interesting things there you care thank you for being a part of the show and our bank here at talknorth.com is starbank.net. You can uh, download all these on Apple or Spotify or go to talknorth.com and do it as well. We have a lot of podcasts on there and a lot of sports podcasts too, which I know you'll find fascinating. So uh, join us for that. But we're thrilled to have Michael with us. Michael Brindisi, good to see you. Good to see you too, Dave. Gosh, thanks for coming in. Uh, uh, This has been a conversation in our house for a while. My wife said, did you know Michael did doo-wop on the streets of Philadelphia? And I said, I thought I knew a lot about him. I didn't know that. <laughs> so let me go back to, I guess, kind of a first concert in a way, but it was you. And can you kind of tell us what it was like, the story and the whole thing there? Sure. Well, you know, um, in my neighborhood, I grew up in uh, Overbrook Park in West Philadelphia and uh, inner city across from a baseball field, football field, basketball court. I mean, Italians in my neighborhood talked about two things, sports and food. And uh, (laughs) I had uh, the the greatest life, you know. I would go out uh, on my front porch on a Friday night with my family in the summertime, and Tony Pacelli's a cappella group would be singing at the corner under the lamppost. I mean, it was... uh, Just like a poster. It was Jersey Boys. I mean, I grew up in that world. Um, I had a band. I had actually... My recollection of three bands, I probably had more. I had uh, a band called the Diamonds. Um, I had a band called the uh, Premiers. Um, and I had a band called uh, the Bandits. Then our our gimmick was we wore masks and nobody <laughs> got to see our face. It was like the Lone Ranger. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, and, and I had a drummer. His name was uh, Frankie, Frankie Furnessy. And a guitar player, Jerry Fiordimundo. And a sax player, Butchie Vitulo, 
And I played accordion. I, you know, uh, I actually started playing accordion when I was um, about four years old. My mom said, uh, I had a cousin, my cousin Donnie played accordion, and I used to go over and sit at his feet and watch him play accordion. And then one morning, one evening, my mom found me in the backyard and I had attached two box, two cardboard boxes together with string, and I was banging them together. And I said, "Accordion, accordion!" <laughs> so, so they bought me a twelve bass accordion, and uh, wow. and I started taking lessons. And and uh, I took lessons until I was a senior in high school. So I, I ended up being a fairly decent accordionist. <laughs> did 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 at some point they want to narrow you down to say, "Hey, Michael, play the accordion," and you wanted to do other things? Uh, no, actually, I I I loved the music, and, and there was none in my family. And it was interesting. I I didn't grow up around theater. I never. I, I didn't see a play until I was a sophomore in high school. Um, there was no art. There were no arts in our family mm-hmm. or anything. My, the, the extent of art in our family was my cousin Donnie playing the accordion, and uh, and then when I got in high school, I wanted to be in the marching band, and uh, accordions didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> marching bands, so I took up alto saxophone and I became a saxophonist. And um, and in my bands, I played accordion and and sax. And what kind of music were you guys playing? Uh, we were rock and roll mostly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was uh, you know this is the '60s. Uh, I was born in '48, so I grew up in the '50s, '60s, '70s. All all of Jersey Boys, that whole era. Yeah, yeah. I'm a real pain as a director for these guys because yeah. like I lived it and I said, no, that's the wrong type of glass and <laughs> you really need to cover that in plastic. And I, I, I knew a lot about the Italian world and yeah. Um, well, I love the names in your band. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the neighborhood, uh, you know, we had Johnny DiStefano, Charlie Scaparato, Ronnie Giuliano. Uh, there was a lot, <laughs> everybody's name ended in an I or an O or an A. <laughs> And Brindisi was it pronounced that way in the neighborhood, or was it? Yeah, pronounced it was pronounced Brindisi. Um, it's actually Brindisi, and uh, there's a town in Italy. I've never been there, but I hear it's 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 um, a port to uh, Greece, I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. When we come back, Michael, I want to ask you about uh, your first Broadway show. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got to ask you about that as well. He is the director of Jersey Boys, uh, now playing at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. I do want to remind you they got the big mega sale still going on at. Connecticut, and that would mean it's at Aquarius Home Services because they are your local Connecticut dealer. It's a midsummer mega sale. And I got to tell you, uh, purified drinking water is a big deal. You've been reading headlines in the paper probably in the last few weeks. I know I have about contaminants in the water, whether it be lead or those forever chemicals that you hear about. Uh, they take care of that. And it could be in your house every day. And I would say now through August 12th would be really good for you to go there because they're taking 25% off Connecticut whole home water treatment system. So if it's city or well water, they're your independent authorized Connecticut dealer. And it all starts with a free, a free, a free water analysis. So I schedule that today with Jeff and his folks at ConnecticutMN.com. And then, you know, the other thing, too, I want to bring up briefly, but indoor air quality. That's a big deal with all of the stuff that's happening this summer around our area with the air and the and the haze. 
So it's more important than ever to protect the indoor air quality inside your home. And that's why I went to Aquarius Home Services a while back and got the air quality solutions to reduce and remove allergens, dust, mold, viruses, bacteria, and humidity. And I battle a little bit with allergies. Uh, this is so good. And now with the bad air we've had out there, just awesome. And there's up to $400 off select indoor air quality systems. It is marvelous. I'll tell you that. The midsummer mega sale, I checked that out. Check out those indoor home uh, systems. You can get that air quality good from the folks at Aquarius Home Services. Com. As I said, Jeff and I have been friends for, gosh, over two decades, so I trust them. Uh, just good people. Michael Brindisi, good enough to join us here on my first concert with Dave Lee. It's uh, Michael. I got to ask you about the first Broadway show, though. What's the story behind that? Yeah. Um, well, I, I, um, I never really, I can't recall actually ever going to a concert. Uh, it's always been theater in my life. Um, or you were performing one. Yeah, well, or I was the concert. Yeah, uh, we didn't uh, do concerts. We did mostly parties and, and uh, you know, high school dances and stuff like that. But we, we did it. We got, we got paid and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, when I got in high school, I ran into this uh, band instructor, Mr. Mayer, who's no longer with us. But Mr. Mayer took me, he, he, he took an interest in me, and he said, um, have you ever seen a, Broadway play and I said no I've never seen a play and he said well, I want to take you to a musical and it was I was it was 1964 and he said uh, it's a musical called Golden Boy and it's trying out for Broadway it's at playing at the Schubert Theater in, in downtown Philadelphia and uh, starring a, a performer named Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> <laughs> who is um, uh, probably the greatest entertainer in the world at that time and um so he, he bought tickets in the first row, double A, in front and right behind the orchestra conductor. Oh I could I could touch the orchestra conductor. And curtain went up and Sammy Davis came down a staircase and the people applauded his entrance and which is something I didn't know anything about. So I I was startled and I looked behind me and I did, joined in clapping with him and he sang a song called The Night Song about a young man who is trying to find his way in the world and uh get out of his skin and find out who he was and what he wanted for in his life, which most sophomores in high school are thinking oh, about. Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, at the end of the song, I turned to Mr. Mayor, and I, as the people were applauding the song, I said, that's what I want to do, and I pointed to the stage, and he said, if you do, then you will. And if you do, then you will. It was the beginning of my life in the theater, and I just decided I'm going to do it. And... That that production I saw I saw nine nine times. Oh boy! The, I, I followed it till it was in New York, and then I went to see it th three or four times in New York. And Sammy Davis got to know me because I would hang out at the stage door. Oh, really? And he said, "You again?" <laughs> 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 and uh, actually, uh, he thought I looked like Jerry Lewis, and so he said uh, he he signed the program once to to Jerry <laughs> from <laughs> Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> But that was a great production, Paula Wayne, Johnny Brown. Um, it was uh, it was a good good way to start start uh, my life in the theater. It was about a a, a black man who gets who, who gets mixed up in the fight world. It's based on a Clifford Odets play of the same title, and uh, he ends up falling in love with his white uh, with a white woman who is his trainer's uh, girlfriend, and the two of them end up getting killed in a car crash in a Ferrari at the end of the play. I mean, 
a little bit heavy to get wow. started yeah, for theater. One. Yeah, my first play, and uh, but that's it, probably where all the the my my sort of always looking for something a little deeper and then these things that on the surface seem to be fluffy because I that's that's where I started. I started with some serious musical theater. So you shot eight. Eight other times, eight other at times. all at eight other different venues. I assume a, a, a couple different venues, but mostly the broad, mostly Broadway. Then I just kept going back to see it on Broadway. At what point did you find yourself uh, trying to figure out stage movement and things that are like a wine glass that's on the table or something? Did, were you at that point yet? Where you're thinking, okay, I think they should do this for the stage, or I noticed they do this, or, or well, or, you know, yeah, I, I, I think I don't know if I was like thinking about it at the time but it definitely influenced me um that particular show had uh stage projections and i remember the scene where they were singing i want to i want to be with you as a song in the show and sammy and and uh, lorna the character played by paula wayne they were running down the bridge and these slide projections were changing behind them to make it look like the the, the bridge was actually changing hmm. and you could see it from different ends and and <clears throat> the the production was aside from the proje the projections was fairly simple and you know uh, I remember a scene where they did a song and they all there was was a bench and and so I think that 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 influenced me as a director because I I and working at Chanhassen where you have to be a little bit careful about what you do you have to be creative the space isn't very big that really helped me and I I even referred to just recently I did the prom and um we were I was working with my designer and I said we got to this scene where the two girls were on stage and there's just the two of them. And I said, well, it says it takes place in the gym, but I think it feels outside to me. And I think all we need is a bench. And I actually found a picture from Golden Boy of Lorna and Joe sitting on that bench. And I presented it to my designer and I said, this is what I think that scene should look like. So I know that Golden Boy had an enormous effect on me as a, as a creative person. Do you still have the autographs from Sammy Davis Jr.? I do have them. <laughs> I have like a million albums of Golden Boy. It's uh, one did of he, my you think he ever realized what an influence he was on you? I, I did. I did. And I, I really uh, miss uh, seeing him. I went to his live shows too, like in concert. Oh, there's a concert I there went to. There we go. Bingo. We I, got went, I saw Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> in concert. And how? What, what kind um, of things it, did he do in the it, concert? Well, yeah, it was a uh, God. I can't believe I didn't remember that. Um, he was. Uh, it was a show called Sammy and Me, I think. Or oh no, S Sammy Davis. That's all. Was the name of the show, and he did everything. Well, he sang, of course, tap danced, um, did imitations. Um, he was a very good uh, mimic, and he also did. Uh, uh, tricks with guns. He he was he was no a, kidding. A, yeah, he was a real good Western spinning guns and stuff. But he had a great concert act. Yeah, and I I just, I don't. He understood entertainment. I think he? I saw that in Philadelphia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Sammy Davis. That's all. Man. <laughs> Who'd you go with? Do you remember? I do not remember. Yeah, okay, I probably well. went with Mr. Mayor. I probably went with my band instructor. Yeah. Because he really he really took an interest in me, and he would take me to New York. I saw a lot of you know vintage shows. I saw Barbara Streisand in Funny Girl. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I saw her. I waited at the stage door. I saw her 
drive up on a motorcycle with um, Elliot Gould oh. and for a matinee. Just oh. yeah, long skinny legs and and it's jeans and and Elliot Gould drove her. She was on the back of the of the bike. Did you have the big flowing mustache going at the yeah, time? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and uh, what did I see? I saw Steve Lawrence and uh, Paul Anka. Uh, I saw Steve Lawrence and uh, What Makes Sammy Run. Um, Jackie Gleason and Take Me Along. Um, I mean, the 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 golden age of Hollywood was when I, I mean of, of of Broadway is what what I grew up on. Wow! And a lot of it was my this guy, Mr. Mayor. He just said, "You want to go see a show?" And we and he didn't drive. Sometimes he would take we we took a train to to from Philly to to New York, but sometimes uh, he said, you know, he was a real wild guy. He said. You know, let's go this afternoon. I said, "Well, we can't get a train; it's too late." And he said, "No, let's take a cab." And we took a cab to New York from Philadelphia <laughs> to go see a show. Uh, I saw um, Carol Burnett and Fade Out, Fade In. Jeez, yeah. What What was it about the Carol Burnetts, the Steve Lawrences, the Barbara Streisands that kind of made them the megastars they were, and actually, in a way, still are? Yeah, yeah. They were. They did everything. You know, I, the thing I remember is like Carol Burnett was an amazing comic, but she was an amazing singer, an amazing actress, and a fantastic dancer. Um, I said, I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. we all watched her show, but that's how all we knew about her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, she she was a real Broadway star. They all had that quality. Um, Paul Anka. Paul Anka replaced um, or subbed for Steve Lawrence on uh, What Makes Sammy Run, and I had to go I, I had to go see Paul Anka play that because, you know, yeah. Paul Anka. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you probably performed some of his songs with your band. Uh, yeah, with my band. Yeah, yeah. I would, you never did you. Um, so Paul Ank would have been a guy you sang, and then uh, who else? Uh, well, there were just uh, so many that I saw. Yeah. Dion. Uh, the, uh, did we, you sing oh, some in of the his, band? We yeah, did. did oh, his music we did. Uh, yeah, the Wanderer. You know, Dion yeah. and um, what's his name? What was his band called? Belmonts. The Belmonts. Yeah. Dion and the Belmonts. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did all. Well, we did all Elvis stuff. We did the Beatles and and. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, the yeah, Beatles. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Beatles were. My father was a barber, so uh, you know, uh, he he didn't like the Beatles no. too much. <laughs> no, that generation took. It was, it was they didn't hard, accept it right away, did they? It was a little hard yeah. on my dad's business. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> they didn't want to get the haircut anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and they used to. They used to make my dad angry, and he was yeah, a musician. Yeah, my dad loved, and my dad was all. You know, my parents didn't really one hundred percent support this theater idea. Um, they were concerned that I, you know, that I would have a nice life, and they thought he's getting. Uh, he's never going to have any money. He's never going to work, and and uh, and that's sort of true, but. When my dad saw me at Chanhassen, I remember the day he saw me in Robert Bridegroom, and Gary Gisselman, the director, came out and said to my dad, and Gary Gisselman was like the king. Yeah. I mean, he was like the yeah. man. And my dad knew about him, and Gary Gisselman came out. And said, my dad was sitting by the fireplace. Gary said, your son can do anything he wants to do. And that was it. My dad had the the ver the verification that everything was going to be okay, <laughs> and he said. Yeah, yeah. And then he took my picture, my actor's eight by ten, and he put it in the barber shop. And he's like, "That's my son." Wow, the, the, the actor, and he yeah. really supported me. And and then, of course, you know, when I got this job, then they were all 
they were all really pretty happy. Yeah. They <laughs> stayed in Philadelphia, though, lived there in Philadelphia. Yeah, they lived yeah. in Allentown at the end. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. My sister still lives there. Yeah. Yeah, she was just out uh, recently, and uh, she is very proud. And that's my that's my brother, the director. How about that? <laughs> yeah, probably wasn't always that way, as you say. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I got a, my bro, my very uh, close brother in law is in in Quaker Town. So oh yeah, not too yeah. terribly far. I know away. that whole area. Hey, uh, we're talking with Michael Brindisi from Chan Hassan Dinner Theaters. Uh, this is my first concert. Dave here, Davide is putting the whole thing together as usual. Uh, it's brought to you this uh, morning by one of our, or this afternoon or this evening, whenever you're listening. By the way, on the podcast. That it's brought to you by our friends out of propane.com. Now, that's a really interesting website. And here's a question. Are you prepared for power outages at your home or business? The North American Electric Reliability Corporation has issued its highest alert ever. And the Minnesota Propane Association wants you to know that installing a propane generator is going to ensure peace of mind when the power goes out. Also, that same propane that powers your generator can also power all the major appliances in your home with on-site stored energy independent of the grid, which you hear so much about. Installing propane appliances instead of electric appliances in your home or business also is going to reduce the size and cost of a generator as well. So just imagine running all of your gas appliances at one time versus picking and choosing which electric ones to run during a power outage. It's reliable, it's affordable, it's safe, it's propane. It's the energy for everyone. And I really would encourage you to find out not only more about their generators and propane appliances, but go to their website because you can read so much and update yourself on propane.com. Probably don't know a whole lot about it. Good time to find out. Timing is perfect with a lot of benefits for that. Michael Brindisi here. Dave Lee with you as well. We're talking about my first concert. Michael currently directing Jersey Boys. And and it's a, it's a wonderful production. I've seen it one time. It was on Broadway shortly after it came out, and it was great. But as we've talked about it, and, and if you know Michael, and as you referred to early in this broadcast, it is, it's kind of your life story. <laughs> yeah. So tell us about the production right now at the Chanhassen. Yeah, um, I love this play. Uh, it, it has a reputation of being a jukebox musical, which I, I don't think it is. I think it's really... Uh, a play with music and i and i told the cast that first day of rehearsal i said this this is not a t- typical jukebox musical this is a musical with a really great story what i i love about the play is um it's a story that we all can relate to i mean it's not just my story i mean i grew up in philadelphia and 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 in the streets and 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 aspired to be uh, f- successful and 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 famous and all of those things but what this story is about is is about how we find out in life that there are more important things than that and you know the the four seasons all four of them ended up you know not the happiest guys in the world yeah and uh and so this they all realized in the end that home family uh being together uh the more simplistic things in life were really more important than all that success and all that fame and they longed as the play says to get home again uh after chasing the music their whole lives and it's it's pretty dramatic stuff it's pretty big romantic stuff and uh I just I just love that part of the play. You know, the the songs are there. 
you know, Sherry and and Big Girls Don't Cry and and uh, Walk Like a Man, all those uh, famous hits. And there's some songs I didn't know, like um, My My Mother's Eyes, um, uh, uh, My Eyes Adored You, which may, may be my favorite song in the show. Uh, when he breaks up with his first um, his first wife, uh, Mara Delgado. And uh, he sings, you know, My Eyes Adored You. I think it's a really tender and moving and romantic moment in the show. Um, it's It's got tremendous emotional depth. And um, I, I would, I would now that I've done it and, I'm, and I'm, I know it a, a little better, I would do it again in a second. I mean, that's how I feel about this play. It might, it might in fact, be my favorite play that I've worked on in 37 years at Chenis. That's a pretty heavy-duty statement. <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, used to say Jesus Christ Superstar, um, which is still one of my favorite productions. Um, but this one, you know, I guess with the, the, the guy's story and the Italian theme, uh, I just um, – that combined with how, how emotional it is for me, I, I, I just think it might be my favorite. Well, but you also have to round up a pretty good cast. Is that is that hard? Yeah, yeah. it's pretty scary uh, to to think you got to come up with four guys that sound like you know one of the great singing groups uh, of all time, and um, and particularly the character of Frankie Valli, who has that amazing falsetto. And um, you know, I was a little nervous about it going into it, and. Um, these four guys, I mean, God sent them to me because they are so fantastic and they sound like they've been singing over a lifetime. And they have really, uh, in the course of a couple of months, bonded together. They're ver- they, they go out afterwards. They play volleyball together. I mean, they're, they're, they're a real group. And uh, my, uh, my son-in-law's in this show. He plays Tommy DeVito. And so it's real special. I've never done yeah. a show with David and uh, David Darrow. And he's, he's, you fan- guys still get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's uh, well, he's a fantastic uh, talent himself. He's a, he's a writer and a, a, a director and an actor. And, and now I found out a singer and a mover too. And he, uh, he's, it was great having him around to, to bounce ideas off of. Um, Will Dusek, who plays Frankie, Frankie Valley, just got out of college. He's 22 years old. Wait till you see this guy. I mean, he's a machine. I mean, he sings like an angel, and and he and he and he doesn't tire. He doesn't fatigue. And I'm like, holy cow! He's 22. And he's somebody to really watch. You know, Shad Olson. He's he's playing Nick 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 Massey, and he's been in a number of shows for me, and continues to show me amazing skills as an actor. And uh, I'm I'm just thrilled and 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 Sam Stoll, a newcomer that I think is is good, is just fantastic as Bob, as Bob Gaudio. He plays the guy yeah. that wrote all the songs. Wow! And uh, it, the the four of them, I I just couldn't have asked for a better group. Uh, so I'm I'm blessed, you know. Yeah, that was a big part of it. I said, okay, well that's done. They can all sing and they sound great. And um, so we really focused a lot on the story. We talked a lot about who these guys were, what happened to their families, what happened to their kids. We did, you know, quite a bit of research, and it was really a lot of fun. Crowds have responded. You had crowds, big crowds. Oh yeah, they, they've they've been selling out. It's a it's a great show. It, it's it's going to be hard to do another one after this one. Really, yeah. <clears throat> I I really feel that about it. 
Boy, that's great. I hope I'm around when you come to see it. Cause I, <laughs> well, you, yeah, yeah. You're, you're going to just, you're going to fall out of your chair. It's so great. Yeah. Well, the story is, is interesting. And I don't, you know, if we follow music, you know the four seasons, like you said, but you don't know the story behind them. Plus, you got four guys that got to get along with each other because they're yeah. hanging out. I mean, that's not so easy as either. So it's a, you know, and they they are kind of a, like they are kind of like a family. The, the yeah. four the four guys. Not, not I don't mean in real life. I mean in the story, they're they're they they argue, they fight, they 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 love each other they come back they they make up you know it's like it's like a family and yeah. and like what i remember italian families being like and one guy's a little bit uh, a little bit uh, harder to deal with and the other guy they try to live together in hotel rooms and it's all in the story and and it's it's incredibly crafted there's 58 scene shifts in the show so I mean, it's like, a, and and it's almost ninety percent underscored. So it's like watching a movie, Dave. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just like going, "Wow, this thing!" It almost is like cheating in terms of directing because it, it, if you just follow along and 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 make sure when you get to a vamp, you don't stay in there too long and get out of it. You, the pacing is is built into the show. You don't have to say louder, faster, funnier. It's right there. I mean, follow the instructions. <laughs> I I I said I, I don't think I've done too much directing on this, except that I told them I thought it was a play with music. And when you think of the play, I think of Arthur Miller, Tennessee Williams. Wow. I think of that wow, kind, that, that mm, kind of look, you know, yeah. um, film noir and and stark lighting and a basement kind of feeling. And I, I, I was like on a hunt for just the right furniture. And I said, no, it's too, it's too modern looking. It's too, it's too blonde. It needs to be dirtier. And, you know, uh, so I guess I did direct it. <laughs> <laughs> well, when we come back, I want to ask you about the first time you directed, because uh, for folks who don't know, you're a great musician that we've talked a bit about. You're a great actor. But of course, most of us know you as a director, and so I got to find out that first, very first time that you directed a play. And I'm going to ask you about that when we come back. He is Michael Brindisi. ChanhassenDT.com is where you go, by the way, for all the information on Jersey Boys and all the concert series. We've got an episode coming up with Mary Jane Alm. She'll be celebrating 50 years in the music business. And anybody that grew up in this area knew the Mary Jane Alm band. And she's still performing a lot out at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater. Go to ChanhassenDT.com and learn about all the things happening out there. It really is a cool place to go. And I I speak from experience, trust me. Hey, uh, I do want to thank, uh, again, all the folks making this possible. Starbank.net is one of them. I can find it very easy to talk about them because they're our bank here at talknorth.com. And they really are second to none uh, when it comes to getting a loan. There's no red tape or any monkey business. And once you apply for a loan and submit your documentation, they're there with you trying to uh, move along and get this thing going and get it done as quick as possible because that's what you want. Might be home equity loan, might be a home mortgage, might be a business loan, might be ag operating. That's kind of how they started. They're all around the state of Minnesota. There's uh, 10 locations, including right here in the metro. It's still family owned and they are just great people. You'll get to know them well too. In fact, everybody that works there, if you go into the bank, you don't have to. You can get the app, you can get uh, all the stuff done with uh, the technology on your phone or your computer. And we all do that. But going in there is something special. It's kind of a throwback because they know who you are. And even when you call, it's just who would have thought 
Years ago, this would be the, one of the most amazing things about a business. They answer the phone. So when they pick up the phone, say, yeah, Star Bank, and then you're going, you might pause and go, this isn't a recording. They're just great to deal with. Starbank.net, very good at what they do. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Michael Brindisi, okay, let's talk about that first time you became a director. <laughs> well, Is that yeah, back in Albert Lee? That was in Albert Lee, okay. actually, yeah. Um, so uh, I got I went to T Temple University for a year in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, and uh, that's so I as a sophomore I had this moment where I discovered with Sammy Davis that I wanted to be on stage, and so a friend of mine told me that I had a lot of catching up to do if I wanted to really have a stage career, and so I went around and tried to get in every play I could get into high school plays on, on campus at Temple. And I proceeded to flunk out of school by not attending, <laughs> by not attending any classes actually yeah. incompleted out. And, uh, my, uh, my, uh, teacher, um, counselor, Mrs. Stack, uh, coached me to get to a smaller college. She said, you, you, you'll do well if you're in a smaller college and applied me to 50 colleges. I ended up in Albert Lee, Minnesota, Lee College, L-E-A. And, um, and uh, it was there that uh, I was trying to recover from having flunked out of school and I, was, and I uh, decided to put on my own show. And you're coming from... Uh, growing up, a lifestyle of Philadelphia, Albert Lee's a little bit of a culture change. Yeah, very different. <laughs> uh, you know, and, in the, and in, in the, this is 67, and um, in 1967, you know, there were cornfields, and it was like undeveloped, and I got on a bus, a plane, and then a bus, and I was like, oh my God, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and uh, my roommate was a hockey player, and I didn't know hockey as a sport. This was before the Flyers. And... Uh, and so I, anyhow, I, I, uh, I ended up uh, deciding to put on a play. And one of the things that was going on in the community, community people didn't want the college there. There were people that didn't want the college there. So I decided let's do a, let's do a musical. We'll c coordinate with the college students that want to be in the musical and the townspeople that want to be in the musical. We'll do it together and we'll make this you know, copacetic review. So I did a review, a musical review called Time Lee, L-E-A, Timely. And they were like, it was just like, um, you know, like a, like a review, like songs about things going on in the world. Some of it was political. Some of it was just fun. And uh, it was a huge success. <laughs> we played at the high school for three nights on, on one weekend and uh, it was completely sold out. And the dean came to me and said, hey, could you do one of those every year? <laughs> and I said, yeah, sure. And, and, and uh, he said, well, we'll, we'll uh, compensate you for that. But uh, so I didn't have to have tuition. I didn't have to pay tuition. So nice. I got like a free ride uh, the, the last three years of my college education wow. um, to direct these musical reviews. So that's how I, that's how I started really got involved in the community theater at the same time. And there was a community theater in, uh, in Albert Lee. And I, uh, you know, I hung out there. I got in some plays, but I, I mostly ran soundboards and light boards and did anything I could do to be around theater, uh, which I, I always tell young people, you know, if you're really interested in this and you don't get cast in the play, ask them if they can 
they can use you backstage or if you know you you can sit in the wings or bring somebody water or, or assist the lightboard operator and just keep learning about theater and that's that's how i started and then um i got up um i got up to minneapolis and graduated i graduated with honors by the way uh <laughs> and uh, 1970 and i came up and dudley riggs hired me to be at the workshop the brave new workshop i was there for a while and then Dudley decided to open a, a, a theater on Seven Corners and do straight plays. And he hired me to direct. And I opened the, the first season there and did five plays for, for Dudley. And um, that's when Gary Gisselman saw me. And he saw me playing my accordion. And he brought me out to Chan Asin to be in um, The Matchmaker and played my accordion um, in, uh, in The Matchmaker in the Harmonia Garden scene. I was the gypsy playing the accordion and that's how i got my union card I'm, i think i may be the only actress equity member who got his card playing the accordion <laughs> <laughs> are you that, still playing it uh you know i play i play sometimes it's it's out it's it sits by my desk at home you know i've got this um uh thing that happened with my you know, spinal stenosis and it's kind of stopped me from uh, my mobility a little bit and my fingers don't move as fast so it's frustrating to me because I I want to I want to play like I know I can and and it, the fingers don't just don't work fast enough but I play you know I, I think about um, a baseball for example if you ever play baseball at any level as a kid and didn't you know just, that first glove was pretty special yeah and a lot of us still have our first gloves me included I do too do you really I do Wow. It's in the garage. I have my first glove. Yeah. We'll have, we'll have to come over and play catch someday with our first yeah, gloves. Yeah. But what about an accordion? Did you go through a series of accordions? Yeah, I have um, I have actually three uh, accordions, and uh, my my cousin just gave me another one. And, I yeah, I, I have them all. You know, and we use them sometimes in the shows with Chance. And, so no problem. I have the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a great instrument. I love it. Well, it's been a great run for you, Michael, that's for sure. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. This is going to be tough. Um, you're, you have... You're going to ask me who I voted for? Yes, yeah. Who did you vote for? Or did you vote? Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's the last place I will go. I've had enough, enough of that. But I, if you were to uh, choose to direct three plays, or maybe just ten, three musicals, plays musicians, whatever, and, and I know if I, as you're thinking about that, you'll, on the way out of here, say, oh, I should have said this or yeah. that, because that's a tough one. So maybe not the best three of all time, but among, you had to book a show right now, you can do three, living or dead, but three musicals, three plays, three musicians, whatever. What would it be? Three, uh, well, you know, I, I I'm, I'm going to answer you, but it's not a direct answer to your question. And when I think in terms of threes, I I immediately my my mind immediately goes to Al Pacino, who I have met twice, and I know he's going to show up a third time in my life. And so I, that's not the answer to your question, but wow. I want to tell you about this because it's kind of a cool story. He, I was doing Three Penny Opera in a play in a theater in New Jersey. And he and uh, John Casals came in to scope out the theater. And an hour before showtime, the stage manager came up to me and said, do you like Al Pacino? I said, yeah, I love Al Pacino. He said, well, he's in the theater if you want to meet him. And I went out and, and introduced myself to him. Fast forward 20 years, 
he was, by the way, he was a really nice guy. And we talked theater, and, and he was scoping out the George Street Playhouse for a place to do Richard III before he went on to Broadway, he, was, he told me. And Casals was with him and looking up at the wings and stuff like that. And then fast forward about 20 years later, uh, Kevin McCollum at the Orgway asked me to, to come and audition for a Broadway show called The Drowsy Chaperone. And I was, I've, he flew me into New York, and I was sitting in the uh, waiting room of an audition studio by myself, alone, reading the sides that they'd given me. And a door opened down the hall, and out comes Al Pacino. And he was on the telephone, and he was talking to his agent. And he said, no, darling, she was sweet. She was very good, but I think we should keep looking. And he was talking about had somebody he had auditioned. And he passed by me as close as you are to me. And he stopped, and he looked at me like he knew me. And he just smiled and nodded his head and turned and walked to the top of the stairs. And they got to the top of the stairs. He turned back and looked at me again. And he just smiled and then went away. And I was like, oh, my God, I am going to meet. I am going to do something with Al Pacino before I die because they, they all comes in threes. <laughs> um, wow. What a great story. Yeah, it's a fun. I, I really uh, enjoy that one. I also I was always uh, stuck in an elevator with uh, not stuck riding in an elevator with Henry Winkler in in Cleveland when I was when I was in Greece I was in the national tour of Greece and uh, he was doing a car show in Cleveland and I I was on the floor that he was on and he came out of a door and he said can you hold that elevator for me and he had a little gym bag and a bouncer and a girl with him and we got in the elevator and he said. Uh, uh, are you with Greece? And I said, yeah. He said, ah, I could tell you weren't from Cleveland. He said, hi, my name's Henry. I said, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the, I'm in the. You didn't go, hey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, the Fonz. No, it, it was like, it was like, oh my God, I'm standing with the Fonz in, in an elevator. <laughs> and he was such a sweet guy. I mean, he, he, uh, he invited me to sit with him in the lobby and talk and, and uh, uh, just a, just a great guy. So, you know, was it his role as the Fonz and Happy Days? Listen to me digress now. Yeah. And was that what you grew up with in Philadelphia? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We were all like you you were know, all the Elvis, Fonz. the Fonz. Yeah, we were all <laughs> who did the best Elvis imitation. Yeah. Uh, no, I guess, you know, a play that I mean, I the musicals I really want to do are the musicals that are not going to sell. Mm-hmm. Not going to be commercial, so I'm not going to do a Jan Asininia. I've always had a dream of of you know the Good Speed Opera House in East Haddam, Connecticut. It's like a model for a theater that I always wanted. They do like three or four shows in the summer, but they're always shows nobody's ever heard of, like OK or um, like Take Me Along or like a Golden Boy um, uh, shows that uh, are from that golden age. I I would like to do some of those. Some of them are not going to get done because they they're not appropriate today, and they wouldn't they wouldn't make it. But there are a lot of them that are. And uh, Golden Boy, I I have tried uh, for years to get Jack Ruler pumped up about doing Golden Boy. Jack Ruler from um, uh, Mixed Blood Theater, and because uh, I it's because it's about uh, you know it's about black people in the sixties. And uh, I just thought that's right up his alley. I could never get him really interested in it. I've sent him the, the book and the score. and But I think uh, just because it's the one that got me to start, it would yeah. be kind of fun to direct that. And I have such a fondness for the whole, the whole piece. 
Did I answer the question? <laughs> well, you made a far more interesting answer, but no answer. <clears throat> um, what else? Do you have a favorite music? A musical? Yeah, my favorite musical play is Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, it, absolutely a perfect musical, and you know, I would, I would direct. I've done Fiddler. Well, I know I've directed it three times, and I probably have been in it three times. So um, I would do it again in, in a heartbeat. It's it's just a great show. I mean, it's um, about family and tradition and and survival. Mm-hmm. And uh, that th- yeah, that is the best. That is my favorite musical. Not my favorite production, but my favorite musical. What would the favorite production be? Well, it, it, it might be Jersey Boys. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go down saying this was, this was my favorite production, just everybody in it. You know, not just the four guys, the whole cast, the entire cast is fantastic. And, you know, it, it, they tend to get overlooked, but they really help tell that story. And there's like all those scenes, all those different scenes, and there's bartenders and, and waiters and waitresses and... Um, you know, agents and studio engineers, and they're all played by like a handful of people, and it's it's fabulous fun, and it but it's a giant puzzle, and uh, I I'm I've never directed a play like this. I told the cast, I said, you know, I never directed a play that had fifty eight scene shifts and a thousand coat changes. <laughs> Everybody's changing all the time. But they never stopped you from doing it. No. No, I yeah, I was nervous about it, but you know, I'm I'm nervous about every show I direct. I always think I I always think I'm gonna be revealed as a big fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's what. Well, keeps, you're always putting yourself out there. You, it's a you, different kind of job, that's for sure. Yeah, you keep it keeps you on your toes too. You know, you never you're only as good as your last success, so you better work hard. Yeah, work is the key, isn't it? It is. I mean, yeah. look at what you do. You're you're phenomenal at what you do, but it's well, because you work at it. Yeah, but sometimes you don't think you're working. Yeah, you know what I mean. You you just so get it so involved in things that you just well, you're just so good at it. That's well, the thing, you know. I mean, it's the the ease. Is you're like um, you're like Fred Astaire dancing. <laughs> it's just it it's. I know you're working. I know you're thinking, but you make it look like you're not. It's just like you're just like talking to somebody. Well, I'm going to use that Fred Astaire line on my wife and see if that <laughs> see if that does anything because that's one. And her Fred Astaire and Gene Kelly man at our house, there she's she loves that. Oh God, just absolutely. I think music. singing in the rain might be her 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 favorite. I would guess. Yeah, that's a great. Uh, you know, that's that's a great uh, movie musical. I I don't. I don't know why they make plays out of musicals that movie musicals that are that good. Yeah, because you can never measure up to no, that. No, no. I mean, we did it, and we did a good production, but you know, it's still so hard when it when the movie is so fantastic. When the movie's like mediocre, that's when that's when it's really fun because you can make it better. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, Michael, uh, I encourage everybody to come out and see you at Jersey Boys. See the production. Uh, it, it, try to get your tickets because it does sell out. The tickets have been uh, crazy good. And then, of course, we always have the concert series out there. As, uh, Mary Jane Elmo joined us on an upcoming podcast. Talk about, I can't believe it, but 50 years of her performing music. And it, it just goes fast. And I she's so her. good. She, and it, yeah. She's fabulous. Yeah. And the Chan Hassan uh, concert series has been a home run, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been, uh, it, it's been one of the good ideas that we had. 
um, you know, we're now more like an entertainment complex. Yeah. With the comedy club and 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 our Brindisi, the world famous Brindisi's pub, the uh, yes. the, the uh, you know the weddings and 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 all you know the concert series. It, it's some there's something for everybody out there, not just you know theater. And then we have our big theater, of course, big musical, but everything else is fun too. I didn't realize, and you told me that Mary Jane is the reason you do these concerts. Mary Jane and and I sat down yeah. and talked about this, uh, and she said, "I'll take care of it for you." She said, I'll put together the first concert. And she did. And she's like, this is, this is going to be gold for you. Well, the acoustics are so good in that music theater, too. That's, I mean. We you... got a brand new sound system and video system. It's, it's really one of the better venues in town. Yeah, very nice. Well, Michael, thank you. Always good to see you. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> and we'll look forward to seeing you out at Jersey Boys. Folks, get a hold of him or get a hold of your tickets, rather, I should say, ChanhassenDT.com. They're one of our sponsors here on the show. And it's great to have them with AquariusHomeServices.com. Uh, this is the AquariusHomeServices.com studios. Propane. Check them out at Propane.com. You care. Thank you. Starbank.net. Always great. And it's good to have you with us here on my first concert. Davide and Dave here. And we'll see you next week on uh, Spotify, on Apple, or go to TalkNorth.com.